love the smell of napalm in the morning. You see, we're on a mission from God. Great Scott. You're gonna need a bigger boss. Hasta la vista. Hey, go ahead. Make my day. I'm Ricky Bobby. You don't chew big red, you. Welcome to this episode of the Movie Zealots Podcast. I'm your host, Tom. Join alongside my fellow Zealots, Joe and Paul. How are you guys doing for this episode? Doing good. Oh, fantabulous. Fantabulous indeed. It is Father's Day, the day that we're recording this. So happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. But more importantly, we are reviewing a ton of movies this episode, all of which I've seen, none of which my co-hosts have seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tom's Honest Movie Podcast. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Such movies are Ma, Aladdin, Dark Phoenix, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and our feature presentation, which we actually did all go out and see, Rocket Man. Okay. But before we get to that, let's go right into From the Cutting Room Floor. All right. I know you guys have some stuff to add, so let me start it out. First, let me say, uh, I saw a dude. <laughs> so when I went to go see Dark Phoenix, it was a uh, evening. I don't know what time of show. It's probably like a 7 p.m. showtime during the week. And I, I get into the theater and my seat's right next to this rather large gentleman. I mean, he's, he's luckily these seats are like the, uh, they're the dine-in. So they're really big. So no fret there. He, he, he fits in his own seat, but he's, he's a pretty large dude. So I, did th- I sit down next to him and he has the waiter come over <laughs> and he orders a bunch of stuff and uh, the waiter leaves. And then the, the waitress comes back with two beers and a water. It sets in front of him before this movie even began. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. This dude cannot sit through this entire movie, (laughs) drink all of those, and not have to go to the bathroom before this movie ends. So it was my mission to see if he did it or not. (laughs) And believe it or not, halfway through the movie, he ordered another beer. And yes, at the very end of the movie, like when it was wrapping up, before the credits rolled, but just like you knew it was coming to an end, he was up and out. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. Three beers and a water in a movie. (laughs) And the fact that he ordered the two beers and water at the very beginning <laughs> was amazing. <laughs> that, that is great. I mean, at some point, you're just going to say, you know, you just go for the pitcher and save yourself some money. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, holy cow, this guy has two beers and water. right now." I mean, ordering two beers and a water at one time is a baller move. I'm telling you, what, I'm behind this gentleman 100%. Well, the water's good. You know, you got to hydrate. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> now, luckily, it was Dark Phoenix and not. Like one of these Marvel movies that are three hours plus. Right. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he'd have to, you know, get a catheter or something because there's no way he's making it through there. But that was amazing. I didn't even know you could order two beers. I thought maybe they'd let, like, like, sir, one at a time, please. But nope, they'll just let you order whatever you want, I guess. Wow, that's kind of impressive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so there you go. So uh, to you, sir, happy Father's Day. I'm not sure if he has kids or not, but uh, here's to you. Also, I watched the uh, Chernobyl HBO miniseries. Have either of you guys watched that? I have not. I have not. I, I wasn't going to, and then I saw that it hit number one. It's rated number one on IMDb, ID, IMDb TV shows. I heard that it got more viewers than Game of Thrones. Oh, really? Well, it's only five episodes, so maybe. Uh, it's very. It's only like five hours long, but I watched it. It's good. I mean, if you want to know about Chernobyl, it's good. It's a good watch. And it, really, you have to watch the end to really tie it all together, because as you're watching it, you're like, as I watched like the first four episodes, I thought, okay, this is interesting, but number one in uh, TV, I don't get it. And then at the end where they tied it all together, like, okay, well, okay, it brought it all nice together, but still, I don't know. I mean, all the stories, all the stories they showed were real people and they went off on some stuff where this one kid had to go around and kill all the animals, <laughs> all the pets. And it just didn't really have any much of a point. Like, you know, you could cut this down probably by a good 45 minutes if you just left this out because this character is just doesn't mean anything to anybody and there's no conclusion to his character it's just some kid that got on this crew that had to go around uh, the vacated city and just shoot all the pets <laughs> so i don't know yeah it just seemed weird i don't know but yeah it was good i mean i don't know it wasn't the greatest did you also see that uh jessica jones season three is now out i've watched seven episodes oh really wow wow was it was it better than two it it is really good so far. I'm really enjoying it. I was like ah. debating today because it's Father's Day, so I have I have rule of the house. Oh, nice. Like, so it's that one day a year I get to choose what the heck I do. <laughs> Truly, I'm one debating day whether I make them watch the rest of Jessica Jones with me or if I go back to watching Casino and Goodfellas. <laughs> I say watch the last three episodes. 
yeah, that's interesting. I want to see that, but I, I have to, so I'm watching, I'm rewatching Stranger Things in preparation for season three. Oh, well, I just watched, we just finished uh, Stranger Things season two with my wife and son. Oh, okay. Well, I'm like four or five episodes into two. I already watched, I just rewatched one. I'm into two. Next on my list, though, after I finish watching two is 100%. And Paul, I know you already watched this. Good Omens. And Joe, I ask you to watch this for our next episode. I think it's like six episodes long. That's all it is. Now, that you said that's an Amazon thing, right? Yeah, that's yeah, Amazon. It's actually 10 episodes. Oh, is it? Yeah. Really? Are you sure? I don't think it is 10 episodes. Oh, you're gonna, well, now you're going to make me look it up. I am going to make you look it up. because I, I think you're wrong. wrong, right? No, the, no. the person who's actually watched it is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So I've been watching Dexter with my wife. She's been enjoying that. Oh, so we'll see if we can find some time for good omens. Oh, I, I was surprised because she usually doesn't like anything good at all. <laughs> hey, also, speaking of David Tennant, which we... I am wrong. It is only six. I don't Thank know why you. I thought it was ten. Oh, shoo. All right. We can power David, through six episodes. Yeah, and David Tennant stars in it. And he actually has his own podcast. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. I was looking for a podcast the other day because I listened to all mine. And he has his own where he has like a guest, like a star come on and he talks to him. I haven't listened to any of the episodes yet, but uh, I added it to my list. So I have to yeah. watch it out because I like you it. You know, I, I'm excited you guys are going to watch it, but uh, I'm really skeptical that you're going to like it. I really think you're going to hate it. But Not me. that's just me. Because <laughs> uh, I'm, right. I'm a fanboy of, of Good Omens. I read the books and all that. It just doesn't seem like it might be up your guys' alley. I know I could be wrong. We'll, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I've read a lot of Dr. Seuss books. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm a literary fan. Oh, so. Yeah, yeah. You got this down. Oh, it's not. It's not because it's books. I'm just. It's a very dry humor, is what I'm saying. It's, I love dry it's like, humor. It's Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah. It's in oh that my vein god. It's Hitchhiker's humor. Guide of humor. I'm all in. Yeah, I, I love dry humor, so I'm I'm down. So yeah, we're all gonna, right. Okay, we're all right, all right. So speaking of Good Omens, so you liked it, Paul? Being a fan of the what was it? It was a graphic novel, yes. No, it was a, a novel, novel. Oh, it was a novel, novel. Novel, novel. Oh, uh, no pictures. Well, that's novel. Uh, um, it, written by <laughs> Guy, Neil Gaiman and uh, Terry Pratchett. Oh, okay. Know, have you ever read any of Terry Pratchett's work? Oh, all her work. <laughs> of his work. <laughs> <laughs> She's my favorite author. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and then Neil Gaiman, of course. I, yeah. Everybody knows. Oh yeah, him. Neil Diamond. He wrote a bunch of uh, music. Yeah, yeah. It's an old man, right? Sweet, uh, you know, no, sweet Caroline. You, know, you, you guys are just giving me shit now. Okay. Uh, no, I've seen a lot of Terry Caroline. Pratchett stuff because I I read a lot of like Heinlein and Asimov and stuff like that. But I I always saw Terry Pratchett stuff on the shelf and I never actually bought any of it. Oh wow. Okay. And then, of uh, course, huh. Neil Gaiman is, you know, Stardust. I don't remember that movie. Coraline. Coraline, yes. Okay, I'm with you okay. now. All right, all right. Um, you uh, said you one word that makes sense. You don't remember <laughs> Stardust? The Michelle Pfeiffer is the evil witch. And, no. Okay, no. Was, no. Wasn't that Dusty Rhodes' kid? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Stardust. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, and I saw a thread, and this is you know to totally throw Paul right into the loop that uh, he <laughs> actually investigating whether he could get double D breast implants to act to enhance his character more. Who did really? Dustin yes. Rhodes. Wow. Okay. Uh, no, Stardust. Yeah, Dustin Rhodes. That's his name. Dustin. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm... Wow. Yeah. Oh, du wow. Dusty already had yeah. double D's. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just want to be like Dad. <laughs> uh, oh. Okay. Yeah, let's get off of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so you you oh, like oh, it? Oh, 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 this is wrestling. I didn't even know. Welcome to the wrestling podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know that's why I was completely lost. I guess. You know? I like, now, now we feel when you talk about books and stuff. Oh uh, well, no, you guys know that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you enjoyed it, Paul. I think Joe and I will enjoy it too. And I look for. I'm I'm very anxious to uh, watch it. So yeah, well, I don't want to talk about it too much because that's going to be our mission, right? So, but yeah, yeah, I thought it was okay. It was awesome. all right. All right. Now we're going to watch it and love it. Now, Joe, you caught up on uh, the haunting of Hill House. I did because you had recommended I watch it because yeah, I, I normally don't like I don't you know believe in ghosts at all, and so usually ghost stories fall completely flat on me. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I mean, a yep. horror movie about someone coming back from the dead just does nothing for me. It doesn't yep. scare me even the least. So yep. I usually don't like those shows, but my goodness, this was a well done show. Oh man. Wasn't it? <laughs> I could not believe how good it was. I, I mean, I got hooked in the first episode now my wife would like get scared and jumping <laughs> and stuff. And I never got scared because yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous from the, on his face, but my goodness, was it good, man? Did you, that one jump, that one scene where they're in the car and that ghost appears. Do you remember? I you know what I'm talking about. It's like near the end of the series. 
there's one episode where they're driving, like they're on the way to the Hill House because the one, the one uh, sibling like is there by themselves, and like yeah. the ghost appears in the back seat or something. Holy cow! My literally, my wife, her head hit the ceiling, <laughs> almost gave me a heart <laughs> attack. Oh my god, what a jump! Oh wow, it came out of nowhere. That goes like, Wah! oh man, <laughs> that was insane. But yeah, it's such a good, good TV show. I, it is so well done. I mean, I was absolutely, I, I don't like Ghost at all, and I was absolutely gripped by the story. I mean, the, the oh, dynamic so in the family and how they yep. all hated each other, and <laughs> just, right? Oh. I was just like, wow, this is so well done. I'm oh, just, yeah. I was shocked at how much I liked it. I was actually. Yeah. It was so good. And they are going to come out with another, uh, coming out with another. Now, it's going to be a completely different house, different story. Obviously, I mean, it kind of has to yeah, be. Right? I mean, there's to, yeah. no possible way you can. No, there's continue, no way. There's no right? continuation. Yeah, but yeah. So I hope uh, when they come out with another one, it'll be just as good. Because man, that... now it's going to be. Uh, do you know if it's going to be another house that that guy that same guy is writing about? Is he going to be involved or? I have no idea. I just know it's going to be a different house. That's all I know. Because I mean, I liked how like the beginning he was in a different house, like investigating the yeah crazy stuff from the other old lady. Is like wow, this is yeah yeah it is uh, so good. All right, yeah, highly recommended indeed. So watch that. Now you also watched Hateful Eight Extended Edition. I did because you know because Hateful Eight's already a long movie. Yes, and then Extended Edition, you're like, man, this is gonna. What the hell am I getting into, right? <laughs> yeah, but it felt like binge watching a TV show. <laughs> it didn't feel like a four hour movie. I'm just watching four episodes yeah yeah because that's what netflix did they broke it into four separate episodes yeah it was it was fantastic i mean it was like it was so good there were some new things i mean it the whole story was so cohesive i don't know what i mean they only cut it in the first place to you know get rid of the runtime but yeah. it didn't feel like any of the new scenes were out of place or anything like that huh okay yeah i, I started and, watching the one the first one and then uh when i was going to bed the one night and i fell asleep and i just never got back to it so i have to go back and uh, finish watching episode one <laughs> so that way I can continue. Yeah, you just watch it and it just flows through and like, oh, episode ends. What's next? Nah, you know, I'm just yep. reaching for the remote. Click, oops, skip intro. Go, go, go. <laughs> and it just felt like watching TV, which was so cool because it, you know, because if it was a four hour movie, I would have been like, oh my God. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot. But yep. this was like, oh, yeah, no problem. I can go get some popcorn. I'm good yep. to go. Right. Oh, it just sweet. felt like the natural breaks were put in for you. Oh, so sweet. you had nothing to worry about. I'm, yeah. And I'm, 10 times as psyched right now for once upon a time in Hollywood. Cause oh, the new trailer for that came out. The man. last movie I saw. Yep. Oh, so good. Oh, so good. I am yeah. just, I'm just at the edge of my seat waiting for that show. To oh, come out. I cannot wait. Let me tell you something else. You guys are going to laugh at me, but I saw the uh, last blood trailer, the Rambo last blood. <laughs> I'm in. Wow. I am so oh, in. No. Oh yeah. That looks so good. <laughs> so, I, I assume it's Stallone. Oh heck yeah, it is. Oh geez. He's an old um, man living in the like in the middle west in Midwest uh, US or something and just like people come after him to try to kill him. Oh man. Really? So oh, because wasn't he living in like Vietnam yeah, or no, Cambodia no. or something you last know, time? He's, yeah, now he's like just <laughs> like in like I don't I don't even know a midwestern city. He's it's just in some, Topeka. Yeah, he's like some farm and some people come after him and oh my god. I was like, Yes. This is so awesome. Oh, oh I did not see that trailer. I'm kinda yeah, so. I'm very wary, but I'm afraid I'm going to like it. This is one of those shame movies, yeah. right? Oh. You watch it, but don't tell anyone about Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely adore it. it no, no. So I was rewatching Saved by the Bell, I swear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. I'm watching Sex in the City. I swear. <laughs> well, speaking of actors reprising roles that uh, they're probably too old for, what do you think of the new Terminator? I, oh. Oh, oh, man. No, I, I don't know if I could do another Terminator. Oh, uh, I know. They've disappointed so much. I don't know why they're doing it. It just doesn't make any sense. And they're not even making the sequel to the last movie that didn't even finish because it had to have a sequel. <laughs> I don't even remember. Was that the Salvation one or is that a different one? Yeah, it was the uh, one with Daenerys, right? Uh, I didn't see that really? one. I don't know if I saw that. Oh, no, I had to have. Is that the yeah, because Arnold brought... came back and young Arnold fought digital new Arnold and yeah, old I mean... Arnold fought digital young Arnold. I think and I Daenerys it. was like the new Sarah Connor. And I don't know if I saw that or not. I, it I mean, wasn't I... very good. I, you didn't miss anything. Oh, trust me, I'm not. I'm not missing it. <laughs> I mean, I, I just gave you the entire plot. Oh yeah, thanks for nothing there. <laughs> it had Daenerys in it. So, speaking of things I didn't see, the dead don't die. 
Yeah, that we're in the we're recording the weekend that comes out and Men in Black and oh. and uh, Shack. I, so Go I, see The Dead Don't Die to get ready for our episode on it. Yeah, I next, cannot tell you. I, next episode we'll be reviewing it. But in Richmond, it, like it's like bare, it's like bare, I, I couldn't find it playing anywhere. But I did find in the Bowtie Cinemas here in Richmond they are showing it. So I can go see it, but yeah, I like Regal, AMC, none of them are playing it. Maybe, maybe next weekend, because it's a limited release, it'll show up in one of these theaters. But right now, as far as I can tell, it's only playing in one theater in all of Richmond, which is crazy. That's a shame, because I totally blew off Dark Phoenix to see this movie, and I am so <laughs> glad I did. Well, I'm going to say, I did go see Men in Black for next episode as well. Uh, we'll discuss that on the next episode, but yeah. Uh, I need to go and see Dead Don't Die because it looks so good. So there you go. Uh, does anyone else have anything to add to our kind of floor? Segment? Well, I guess one thing it's not really related to Rocket Man, but it was kind of when we were in to see Rocket Man, it was odd that I was the only person under 50 in the entire theater. Really? And I can't even believe you're under 50. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I always say that. I'm the only person under 50 because my girl just had her 50th. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I made it twice as funny to say that yeah. next to her because that gives me punched. Um, <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> but that theater demographics, it was rather odd. That is odd. Huh. That is very odd. I mean, that felt like the end of Cocoon when the theater was letting out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Cocoon. Wow. All right. Then let's get right into our movie reviews. We're going to start off with Ma. This was released in May 31st, 2019. Rated R. Runtime, one hour, 39 minutes. Starring Octavia Spencer, Diana Silvers, and Juliette Lewis. The description is, A lonely woman befriends a group of teenagers and decides to let them party at her house. Just when the kids think their luck couldn't get any better, things start happening that make them question the intention of their host. IMDb gives it a 6.0 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes critics give it a 57%. Wow. The audience gives it a 65%. Box office. The budget is $5 million. Worldwide gross as of June 10th, 2019 is $40 million. So Ma 2, here we come. Notes. In one scene... Erica, who is Juliette Lewis, mentions that she's having a John Hughes marathon movie or movie marathon. Lewis had a part in a movie written by John Hughes, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation in 1989, where she played Audrey. That's weird to think that she played a kid in that movie. Wow, that like my head starts to hurt a little bit now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was like a little girl in that movie. Yeah, yeah. She's like the old lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now she's the uh, the uh, old mom. Wow. Joe, you saw this, yes? Yes, I did. Okay, and Paul did not. I did not. Okay, so I, got... I, I thought it was part of the Mama's House series. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'll, let me start. Uh, I enjoyed this movie solely because Octavia Spencer's uh, psychopathic uh, portrayal of this character, much like Dennis Quaid in The Intruder. Uh, this is a good character. Seeing a good actress play someone who's just mentally not 100% there and disturbed was so interesting to watch her. I'd like to see this character and Dennis Quaid's character get together and not like a, like live together as roommates, like an odd couple situation. <laughs> It'd be so interesting. Uh, yeah, this movie didn't really, didn't break any ground. It's not very interesting. Like they didn't do anything terribly interesting, but like I liked watching that character. They didn't really tie things together all that well. Like the daughter, like the revelation that that one girl in the wheelchair is her daughter, like didn't really pay off at all. Like other than you knew that she'd betray her at the end, right? Because you knew that was going to happen. Because yeah, why else would she be there? Yeah. I mean, she would just, it was awkwardly placed. Yeah. It's like, uh, okay. And then she's telling her, that, you know, she's sick when she probably really isn't and all this stuff. It's like, it just didn't. Yeah, it didn't pay and off. They didn't at even all. go down that whole Munchausen by proxy. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, arc, yeah, right. Yeah, no. I mean, it was kind of implied. Yeah, that was it. Yep. It never went anywhere. Yeah, it was never confirmed. And I mean, she could be telling the truth. <laughs> we know <laughs> that girl could be sick. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, we just don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, it just didn't. Yeah, I think they could have probably brought wrapped a bunch more stuff together and make it a more interesting story overall. But like I said, I I, I liked watching <laughs> Octavia play a, a little off kiltered <laughs> Joe, your cat's walking across your webcam. I see a tail. <laughs> I just see a oh, tail my floating. Was open. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd say this is a good stream. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting movie to watch. 
like I said, it's not terribly well done, but it's entertaining. I, I enjoyed it. I walked out thinking, okay. And at least it ended like, a, like it should have ended. You know, it had the ending that it should have had. <laughs> That's not going to stop them making Maw 2, though, I'm sure. But <laughs> Yeah, well, it's hard to go to Maw 2, right? <laughs> not sure how they're going there, but I'm sure they will. Well, they did it with Jason and Freddy Krueger. <laughs> They'll bring her oh, back. Oh, <laughs> shoot. That's right. Someone's going to come back as the spirit uh, of Maw. Yeah. Somebody will go- dig up her grave, stick a spear in her heart, and then lightning will hit it and bring her back to life. <laughs> Mom will rise. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. She burns up. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was all right. I, I give it a solid stream. It was an entertaining movie. Just, I think they could have, if they would have spent more time on the script, I think they could have put together a better movie. But it was entertaining nonetheless, watching her, that character. Joe, what do you think? Um, I, I thought it was fun. I mean, it wasn't your standard hack and slash horror movie, right? It was yeah, a little no bit way. different yeah. than what you expect. Yes. And I really wasn't sure where it was going for almost all the movie. Okay. <laughs> Cause I'm like, okay, it's going somewhere, but I have no idea where. And I mean, that might be just due to the bad writing, but it left me perplexed. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is you, it just didn't, it didn't really wrap up. Like, it, yeah. Well, the, the one disappointment I had when Alice and Janney showed up, right? Yes. And I got excited. I'm like, oh my God, we got Alice and Janney. She's not even built. This is going to be brilliant. <laughs> and then she's in it for like yeah, four lines. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, how, how did this happen? Yeah. And this lady is like the worst employee ever. I'm not even sure how she kept her job. Cause all Alice and Chaney did was yell at her. <laughs> yeah. She just yelled at her to get back to work. Do I'm your like, job. Oh <laughs> it's like you have Alice and Janney in your freaking movie and you don't write a single line for her. I mean, how is it possible? I mean, she's an, like an American treasure and you do nothing with her. It was like, so maybe I'll lower my rating just because of that. Because they <laughs> wasted. Yeah, yeah. Maybe in the sequel she could be the. Oh, sorry. No. Nah, spoiler alert: they murder her. <laughs> Off screen. Oh. Off screen. <laughs> Off screen. Yes. Wow. I originally thought second run. Now I'm I'm saying no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I enjoyed it. I had a lot. It was a lot of fun. It wasn't anything serious or didn't require any thought or brain cells and. Yeah, it was a nice way to spend an hour and a half. So yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll stick with it. I would say second run. It's worth your three dollars. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing wrong with it. It's just I just wish they would have did more with it. They just kind of, just kind of. Like, yeah, they uh, they wasted a terrific opportunity. But you know, that's what Blumhouse does, right? I mean, yeah. Well, you just wait until that uh, that secret eight ball, or was it the magic eight ball movie comes out? Oh my god, the magic eight ball movie! <laughs> we should have an entire episode dedicated <laughs> to the magic eight ball movie. <laughs> Oh, I'm I think maybe wait. a separate Magic Eight Ball podcast for a while <laughs> till this comes out. Oh my lord, that's gonna be crazy. I just kind of wonder. Are they, and I'm sure they they're counting on it. Are are, are Christian people going to be scared of eight balls now after this movie? Yeah. Because, <laughs> they're afraid of everything. Uh, you know, like the Ouija board. I but I never thought uh, anybody really thought that about the eight ball. But maybe uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, hey, I mean, it's a way to pump up eight ball sales, right? You get a bunch of Christians to burn them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna burn it, you gotta buy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. All right. There you go. Ma. <laughs> we got a stream in the second run. So take that with a grain of salt and see if you wish. All right. Next on the list is Aladdin released May 24th, 2019 rated PG runtime, two hours, eight minutes starring Will Smith, Mina Masood and Naomi Scott description, a kind hearted street urchin and a power hungry grand vizier vie for a magic lamp that has power to make their deepest wishes come true. IMDb gives it a 7.4 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes critics give it a 56%, while the audience gives it a 94%. Box office budget, $183 million. The worldwide gross as of June 10th, 2019 is $607 million. So it has done very well for itself. Notes. When Aladdin and Genie are first speaking in the desert, carpet can be seen in the background making a sandcastle in the form of the Disney logo castle. So yeah, in the background, he makes his castle and he even spits up, a, he shoots up a piece of sand to make it look like the firework or whatever that goes across it, like at the beginning of the movie. So that was pretty cool. During A Whole New World, the carpet f- flies over the pride lands of the Lion King. So I didn't notice that during the filming, but or during the, while I was watching it. But uh, that's interesting. When Aladdin is shown Ababwi, Ababwa, I don't know, I don't know what that, whatever it is. This is this town that they Ababwa. Ababwa. Is that what it is? Ababwa? Don't you know the song? Come on. Come no, on, I don't. Ababwa. No. Fabulous he Ali Ababwa. 
Ah, blah, blah. Okay, there you go. Okay, okay, there you go. <laughs> On the map by Genie, the map also features Disneyland locations, Fantasyland, Tomorrowland, Adventureland, and the Magic Kingdom. All right, so that's all my notes. Uh, as far as... Now, no one saw this except for me, so let me go ahead and say that Na- Naomi Scott, who played the princess, is the only person in this entire movie that could actually sing, which is very disappointing <laughs> because this is a musical, and they do sing, and they do not sing well. <laughs> she, the, She's the only one that actually can sing. Everyone well, else does it. I, I kind of thought, and, and maybe I'm wrong, that at least, like Jeannie's parts weren't are more like sing songy. Like you, you like you say them more than you sing them. You know uh, what I mean? His open his the very first scene of the movie. He, uh, it's, it's so the movie starts with after the events of the movie. So the genie is a human and he's on a boat with his family, and he starts singing a what you know what happened or so the story. His story. I mean, you, you just realize that you're saying that an artist that has have had number one hits as a rapper can't sing. yes can't sing yeah yeah okay the, all right just make sure all right the fresh prince is not a very good singer <laughs> a real singer like really singing he's just not good but i mean he, he talks sings which is you know like but I, you he know. wasn't talk singing this is a song singing he was doing and he wasn't doing yeah, it's it well. definitely a different genre than he has uh made his bones in right yeah this isn't parents don't understand <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it just wasn't. It wasn't good. I, I, was, I was listening to half the songs, thinking, "Why could they hire people that could sing?" I mean, it is a musical. I mean, wouldn't that be your first criteria? Yes. Can you sing? No. Okay. Not. Oh, no, hey, you're hey, dark enough to play. Us, see how it I mean, yeah, yeah. Are you dark enough to play Middle, e- Middle Eastern? Yes. Okay. Then you're in the movie. Like what? No. If, if not, I mean, just you know, spray tan them until they are. But you <laughs> yeah. need to have a singer. You have to be able to sing, and unfortunately. Yeah, only Naomi Scott was the one that could sing. I mean, hasn't reality TV taught us how to find a singer? <laughs> yeah. They could have had a reality oh, show to cast this shitty yes. movie. Yes, oh, <laughs> man. Now, with that said, I will say it was a very entertaining movie, and I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed Will Smith in his part that he played. I still will give it a second-run movie because I really enjoyed it. There's a lot of little Easter eggs in it that if you're a Disney fan, you'll enjoy if you like the cartoon, you'll like this. I mean, a lot of it's very close to the cartoon. And I, I mean, I, I had a blast with it. It's just that when they were singing, which they did do, eh, they weren't very good at it. Now, not that I could do any better, but I also wouldn't star in a musical. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, there you go. You're not yeah. volunteering for that line of work. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so Greatest Showman versus Aladdin, which way do we go? Oh, Greatest Showman, no question. There we go. No question. You kidding me? That's not even close. All day long. Now there is another musical that we're going to be reviewing later on, our uh, feature presentation. So uh, we'll uh, I'll compare it to that one too. But uh, I won't say more because I don't want to ruin my review for that. So Aladdin second run. Uh, if you like the cartoon, you'll like the movie. And uh, there's nothing bad against the movie. I mean, the movie is what it is. I mean, you all know what's going to happen. And it had, oh oh other thing I wanted to say about this movie which was very disappointing. The Jafar Marwan Kenzari is not a good Jafar. He like Jafar in the cartoon he was he was very menacing you know he was dark and he was very scary he's a very scary character. This movie he was more like a like a wormly type character like he wasn't he was just more annoying he wasn't scary in any way like his presence was not one of fear and dread. It was more just like a annoying villain type thing. It just, it didn't, he didn't fit. It didn't work at all. And he wasn't big. He wasn't tall. And, and it, it did seem like, you know, there's the line in the Disney cartoon that I, th- that I think of where she said, and where he says, the, pre- the princesses will marry me. And he goes, but you're so old. And I thought, he doesn't look that old, does he? <laughs> no, no, he, did, he wasn't no. old. He wasn't menacing. He's kind of a weak kind of you know squirmy type character that's just did not fit in at all with the cartoon counterpart so that's another part i, I just yeah I, I wasn't down with that but i still get a second run because you know i have some uh nostalgia for that movie and disney in general and being a stockholder i gotta keep uh <laughs> keep people you, seeing it because <laughs> you, you are a disney fanboy right oh yes i am so and, and all of it's <laughs> So yeah, yeah, yeah I, I give it a. There's a. Cur- there's definitely a curve on all my ratings for Disney movies. 
Which, you know, I, I'm not... Soon there will be no movies but Disney movies, yeah, I think. Yeah, there will be no other movies. They're buying yeah. everybody. <laughs> it's, it's already happening, right? I mean, like half the movies are Disney movies now. Yeah. <laughs> but there you go. That's Aladdin. So go see it if you like Disney. And uh, you'll enjoy it, I'm sure. All right. Let's move right into another movie that I'm the only one who's seen. Dark Phoenix. This was released June 7th, 2019, rating PG-13, runtime 1 hour 53 minutes, starring James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, and Jennifer Lawrence. Description, Jean Grey begins to develop incredible powers that corrupt and turn her into the Dark Phoenix. Now the X-Men will have to decide if the life of a team member is worth more than all the people living in the world. IMDb gives a 6.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes critics give it a 23%, while the audience gives it a 64%. Box office, the budget is $200 million. Worldwide gross as of June 9th, 2019 is 136. I did see notes that they said this movie is expected to lose $100 million. <laughs> so that's not a good way to uh, go out. Wow. Yeah. Notes. Oh, it puts a nail in that coffin, right? So oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely the last one. <laughs> yes. Whether they want to or not, this is it. Uh, notes. The film will take place in 1992, the year the X-Men comics were relaunched with new costume designs and a new cartoon show, X-Men, the animated series. It's rumored that Dark Phoenix will be the final installment of the, of the X-Men film franchise and that X-Men film franchise will be rebooted. Maybe so, but it'll be many years from now, I'm sure. In early 2018, it was announced Disney had bought 20th Century Fox and that the X-Men will be brought into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Disney also owns Marvel Studios. So that's all my notes. Uh, here's my thoughts of Dark Phoenix. Like every other X-Men movie that's been released in the last 10 years, I go in with very low or little expectations and I walk out thinking, okay, that was a good movie. That was okay. I, you know, that was fun. Now, with that said, you know, any Marvel movie is better than this. <laughs> the char- the X-Men characters, I have, I, I could care less about any of them. I mean, there are some deaths that happen and it just didn't affect me because I couldn't care less. Some of the characters, I didn't know who they were. For me, it was more about just the action and just a story, like this individual story overall, rather than the, the whole story arc of the series. Because Quite frankly, I don't. You know, I know a lot of fanboys say this is like the third Dark Phoenix movie, or blah blah blah. And, you know, they're rehashing the same stuff, and blah, I, I don't know. I, Paul, maybe you can answer this, but like the original three X Men, X Men Three ends with the what's her face becoming the Dark Phoenix and kind of dying. Yeah, right? the, the third movie of the original, like yes. the, the very third movie. Yes, which is widely considered the worst movie of the of, of you know is it the last stand is that what it what yes it yes okay. yep uh did have the dark phoenix saga yeah she that's was... the only other time unless you inca- unless you include the umbrella academy it's the only other time that the dark <laughs> phoenix uh, saga has been okay that i know i'm aware of now maybe in the cartoon maybe they're counting cartoon. Yeah, i'm not 100 certain because do, I... do you agree with me that the umbrella academy has a very similar plot line uh, i guess I, I, I don't know much about the dark phoenix other than what i've seen in these x-men movies but yeah <laughs> I'm sure that plot is very widely used across many spectrums. It's not just the Dark Phoenix, but yeah. But okay, <laughs> I'll give you that. So they have the original three, and then they go back into like the first class and all that stuff. Are those different stories? Or are those supposed to be all in the same universe? Oh, uh, yeah, they are. They are supposed to be all in the same universe. It's supposed to be a... Uh, Days of Future Past made it so that they could ignore the first three movies. Okay. Right? Is that the, the whole story point is... is just like Star Trek, you know, a way of making a different continuity that time, a different timeline that things could happen differently in. Okay. Cause yeah. Cause at the very end of this, uh, spoiler alert, uh, what's his face? Xavier retires essentially. And he, he leaves the Academy. So, and it's still, he's still James McAvoy. You know, he's still, even though he's, I, I guess that was after, I guess if you totally ignore the first three, then it's not, it's not a, problem I, I i just wasn't sure because I, I i sporadically watch the x-men movies i'm not sure if i've even seen them all i may have seen them all except for the very last one but i don't know and again i it doesn't it's like terminator i'm over them i, I don't really care so uh there you go i give this one i give a stream because you know it actually is a good if you're just watching it as an action movie there's some really good action scenes the fighting scenes are uh, done really well i had a good time with it it was fun I mean, I, I enjoyed watching the movie as I watched it. It's just 
as a part of an ensemble, a, 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 a big universe. It's just, I, I guess I just don't follow it well enough to, to really worry about it. So I'll wait till Disney reboots in a couple of years and uh, watch it from there. And then, then when they wait till they do it again. Yeah. yeah that's a, See, uh, what got uh, it for me is the preview where that uh, kid from American Horror Story, right? Where the, the, the section of the preview is like, oh, we're going to space now? Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's like, oh, come on. Who? Why are you reusing this line for the 80th time? I mean, <laughs> it's just like, I just saw that in the preview. I'm like, nope. I'm out. Yeah, I just don't need this entire movie because you guys are so lazy that this is the best thing you can think to put in your preview. <laughs> I just don't care. All right. Next is Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Now, Joe, you've seen this one. I have. Oh, yes. right. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge guy. I watch all the 1950s Japanese ones and stuff. I oh, love these all movies. All right. Let's get right into this one. This is Godzilla, King of the Monsters, released May 31st, 2019. Rating PG-13. Runtime, 2 hours, 11 minutes. Starring Kyle Chandler, Vera Farminga, and Millie Bobby Brown. That is a weird name. Millie Bobby Brown. I'm not sure who that is. I should probably look that up. Description. The cryptozoological agency Monarch faces off against a battery of god-sized monsters, including the mighty Godzilla who collides with Mothra, Rodan, and his ultimate nemesis, the three-headed King Ghidorah. Is that right, Joe? Ghidorah or Ghidra, depending Ghidra, on your pronunciation. whichever it is. IMDb gives it a 6.7 out of 10. Ron Tomatoes critics give it a 40%, while the audience gives it a much higher 84%. Box office budget, 170 Million. I have K. I don't think that's right. <laughs> I, think <it's> <laughs> I think it's 170 million. Worldwide gross is $294 million as of June 10th, 2019. Notes of interest. Godzilla, King of the Monsters, is expected to set up the confrontation Godzilla will have with King Kong in an upcoming Godzilla vs. King Kong in 2020 film. Set for release in 2020. Well, that's redundant. The film is a sequel to Godzilla 2014 and will be the 30th wait and will be the 33rd Godzilla film the third film in legendary monsterverse and the third Godzilla film to be completely produced by a Hollywood studio. Wow, that is a mouthful. All right, so that's all the notes I have. Okay, let me give you my thoughts. Well, uh, before you do oh, that, please. I've got I've got to shame you immediately. Oh, okay. For not knowing that Millie Bobby Brown is 11 from stranger things uh really that's her name yes wow did you know that was her name i did not but you're like i don't know who billy Bobby brown is i'm like oh she's like the credited actress how can it not be 11 uh what about vera farminga that like, was the mom well i mean how, how do i know well i i've recognized her from other places and stuff but oh, okay. i i know she wasn't her that's an adult millie bobby brown really you see her in the uh the trait or not the trailer but the the cover, or I don't know, what was the poster for Stranger Things three? She's like long, like straight hair. Like all the kids oh, cool. look much. I don't know what. I don't know. I don't know where in that time that this season three is because they look well, much they took older. Well, they two years to do this one, right? Yeah, yeah it's kind of a be. lot longer for the second season. I mean, she wants long hair. hair. That that's her prerogative. Well, the first season she was bald. Second, it was short and curly. So this one is now it's like long and straight. So it's interesting. oh, cool. Well, yeah. good for her. Yeah. She should play with her hair. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, uh, well, what was my point here? Oh, 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 thoughts. So, you know, to, to tell you what, Joe, you go right ahead. Since you interrupted me, give me your oh, thoughts. Sorry about that. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean to. I was like, oh, my God, you can't. You don't know who she is. <laughs> no, I mean, this it's, it's it's Godzilla, right? I mean, this movie was stupid, but it was better than I thought it would be. Yes, I 100 percent agree with that. I mean, if, there, if you're looking for a movie, don't go see Godzilla, right? If you're looking for <laughs> Godzilla, I mean, it had incredible continuity. I mean, they actually even knew that King Ghidra and Monster Zero were the two names for the same monster. I still don't know that. <laughs> right? Well, now you do. I mean, it was, as a Godzilla fan, it was really wow. pleasing. I was like dying for Mechagodzilla to show. <laughs> wow. I mean, because they brought out a lot. Of, you know, they had Rodan come out of the volcano, which is, you know, correct. I mean, Mothra wow. was kind of, you know, a pseudo on Godzilla's side. You know, they had that. those relationships between the monsters existed. Okay. All right. Cool. And and they kind of kept it right. I mean, it was really and it was fun. I mean, it wasn't good, but it, <laughs> it was a, it was a lot of fun. I mean, uh, you know, and then you, if you want to talk about the movie as a movie, I mean, they went from the Caribbean to the Arctic and back in a day, right? <laughs> and you know, and it's winter in the Antarctic, right? Because you know it's dark. Yeah. So you know it's an Antarctic winter, and one they're like flying planes in there, and they're 
and they don't get stranded forever because it, the fuel would freeze. <laughs> okay. But they're running around. They're outside without gloves and just a loose hat on and stuff, and no one died just from cold exposure in the 20 seconds they're walking around outside chatting with each other, right? <laughs> it's like it's minus 100 degrees, people. You oh, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a little wacky that way, but who cares? It's Godzilla, right? Nothing you has have to be You major good. monsters running around loose. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And it was fun. And then they had the dumb thing where, you know, like, the, you know, they have these monsters exploding. They're blowing up Boston, right? The whole city's like laid to waste. And the guy gets out of the car and he starts yelling the girl's name. Are you here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. But it was truly, absolutely. I loved it. It was enjoyable. It was fun. I mean, it's a great Godzilla movie. Uh, you know, all the way. Second run. Go see this movie. Yeah. Uh, it, it was also refreshing to see. A, you know, in the Me Too movement, a female who turns bad, you know, I was actually physically, I was actually shocked that she was the bad character. Like, I was like, oh my God, they have a, oh my God. And I know you would like her because she's like Lady Thanos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you seem to love all the bad guys in movies. <laughs> hey, you yeah. really see her point. Oh, yeah. She's trying to do the right thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe her. <laughs> yeah. She turned hill. I'm like, holy cow. She's the bad guy. I really liked that. That was so nice. <laughs> yeah, see, I knew you would love her as a character. I'm like, oh man, Tom's gonna eat her up. <laughs> so good, yeah, yeah. She, her daughter didn't understand her at all. <laughs> <laughs> we get this sucker into lifetime. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you. I went in thinking, oh boy, and because I know nothing about Godzilla, and I really enjoyed it. The one thing I thought was off-putting, I kind of understand why they did it. They'd get like really close to the monsters. I guess that was to show their, their sheer size. You know, you had to really get get in there close to show that, they're, oh, wow, they're so big. But then you kind of lose track of what was going on <laughs> with the monsters. You know, you know, they'd be running around or, or doing whatever, and you're like, ah, I can't see what's going on. I wish it would have panned out a little bit more, but, you know, it's probably just a camera style. Yeah. Although, although to, to defend that, the scene where the guy ejects from the airplane right into the monster's mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just immediately. Uh, just they're forgiven for everything <laughs> immediately upon that. <laughs> that was genius. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they in the whole, the whole movie, they completely teased the whole King Kong thing when they kept calling Mount mentioning oh, Skull, God, Island, yeah, Skull I mean, Island, Skull Island. You're like, Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming, baby. Yeah. Yeah. They're teasing that. And it was just me or when the the scientist, the the doctor, the scientist guy, he spoke pretty good English until the minute he said Godzilla. And then he went to the old school Japanese Godzilla. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're like, hello, I am Dr. So-and-so. Oh, I don't think this is right because we have to face Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> like, he totally changed his whole accent and everything just to say Godzilla in that old, like, really, really what do you thick mean? accent. His actual name. Japanese yeah, yeah. Over his, his actual name is Gojira, right? And not, not. Well, what? Godzilla. Okay, maybe it's me. Okay. Uh, okay. I mean, it's his real name, right? It's Gojira. It's supposed to be. Okay, well, maybe, maybe he's I mean, It's equivalent it right. of you talking, Don, like. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were having a good time. We're having a lot of fun. We went to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know Tom doesn't do that. No way, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're out. Oh boy! <laughs> Great episode, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought that was good too. And the one thing that annoyed me was. Kyle Chandler was the Godzilla whisperer. He seemed to know everything about Godzilla <laughs> and everybody listened to him. Like, no, no, put your defenses down. Keep the hatch open. Like this monster's coming, attacking all these people. No one really knows him. And yeah, like, it's, it's all right, listen to him. They dug up, right? Because <laughs> yeah. they only got him to find his wife. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And like everyone's life's at risk here. And they're like, all right, listen to him. I'm like, what? what are you talking about listening to him? <laughs> yeah, let's lower the shields. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Defense is down. No, he did preface with, hey, if you don't honestly think you can, def like these defenses will, will defend yourself, then put everything down. So to that degree, yes, he did. He did say, like, there was like kind of, like, it did kind of make sense. Like, 
Hey, if you can defend yourself and you, it'll actually work, then go right ahead. But if not, but they did switch awfully quick on that, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. and that and that guy from what was it? That guy from the West Wing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he going to also play the cabin in the woods? I mean, he, he was good, but he didn't go full Jar Jar Banks, right? Which was, <laughs> it was kind of comic relief, but he didn't go over the top. Uh, yeah, though, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, yeah. I, I I had a really good time with this. It was. It was really fun. I, I enjoyed it much more than I thought I was going to. And yeah, I went in because that last trailer they had for it, I actually got bored watching the trailer. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. this movie's going to suck. Yeah. And then I was like, holy crap, they took all the terrible parts of the movie and put the, that the was worst the trailer. two minutes of the movie, they made the trailer. <laughs> I was so happy. I'm like, wow, this is so good. Now, this will be very interesting to see how they do the Godzilla versus King Kong because they're both good guys, right? Because Godzilla now is Defender of Earth. And King Kong, I think that, that last movie, he, yeah, I mean, like, he was just protecting... trying to keep Skull Island in check. And... Yeah, yeah, but Godzilla, Godzilla was originally the bad guy, right? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean, Godzilla originally walked out of Tokyo Bay and started smashing shit before he became Earth's defender, right? Well, I, he, he's always been the symbol for America, right? Well, no, he was. Yeah, I, he was the he was the warning, right, against hey, this is. I think it has much more meaning in Japan, right? Because uh, yeah, America and Godzilla was war. the giant symbol of this is what happens when nuclear technology goes crazy. And he, and he comes out out of the you know out of the the ocean it, like an America, a symbol of America, right? The, destroying Japan and he destroyed, but then he became Japan's defender, right? Yeah, really yeah, confused it a little fit. bit. Which kind of fit? Yeah, again, not not necessarily. Right, still, still with a little bit of that, yeah. and, and maybe yeah, then I I'm overthinking that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I never really thought about it going that depth. I thought it was just this, uh, you know, this warning against the, you know, nuclear technology. I hadn't really thought about the he's America, but huh? I always thought he's a big right. monster. I didn't realize he was anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's because you're an American, right? I mean, you never got, you never had to had had someone melted in front of. But you I also kind of wonder. What 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 chance does King Kong stand against Godzilla? I mean, really? I mean, am I wrong yeah. that there's? Am yeah. I missing something about God, King Kong that? Yeah, he better get a weapon or something. I, I mean, King Kong. I mean, he's you know he, he's tough and all, but man, he's gonna get his ass beat. Yeah. But then yeah. there was the move. There was an original movie, Godzilla versus King Kong, way back when. I can't remember if it's produced in the 60s or 70s, where Godzilla was absolutely beating King Kong's ass, and something intervened on King Kong's side to give him the upper hand. Oh, okay. So, I mean, we may, you know, we may be where Godzilla is winning because, you know, obviously he would. But, you know, you have all this other things going on in the world that may, you know, give Kong the upper hand. Maybe King Kong gets some chalk like in wrestling and throws it in his eyes. <laughs> right. He's the great Muda. He spits on him. Yeah, he, spits yeah. him. he blinds Godzilla. <laughs> he chews up a bunch of villagers and spits the blood in Godzilla's eyes. And, and when I think oh, of King Kong... Heaven. Well, never mind. That, that that symbolism is outdated, so we won't go there. Oh boy. But oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Paul. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean, right? What he hey, what he really Paul meant in the first from movie? Getting banned from iTunes. Today. In the first movie, come on. Uh, and and no, that, and that's wrong. But oh boy. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. All right. Just I... lock lock up your women. That's all. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'll carry him to the top of the tower. And, oh boy. Uh, all right, so I agree with you, Joe. You gave a second run. I, too, have it down as a second run, and uh, it's definitely worth your time. It's definitely worth going to see in a theater, uh, see the big monsters fight. <laughs> it's it's a fun time. You won't be disappointed. Yeah, I mean, that's the difference between second run and Netflix in this case is the big screen makes yeah. it fun. Yeah, it's worth the, the effort, and it's that good of a movie, too. So there you go. All right, let's get right into the feature presentation. And now our feature presentation. This week's feature presentation is Rocket Man, released May 31st, 2019. Director Dexter Fletcher, you may know him from Eddie the Eagle, Sunshine on Leith, and Wild Bill. Or you may not know him from any of that because I do not. A rating is rated R. Runtime, two hours, one minute, starring Taron Egerton, Jamie Bell, and Richard Madden. Description. A musical fantasy about the fantastical human story of Elton John's breakthrough years. IMDb gives it a 7.7 .7 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes Critics give it a 90%, while the audience gives it an 88%. Box office, $40 million is the budget. And the gross in the U.S. as of June 12, 2019 is $55 million. And worldwide gross as of June 10, 2019 is $101 million. Notes of interest, Taron Egerton 
does all his own singing in this movie. Elton John co-starred with Taron Egerton in Kingsman, The Golden Circle. Egerton even sang John's hit, I'm Still Standing, in Sing. So if you, do you guys see the animated movie Sing? It's oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's the one character and he sings, I'm Still Standing. So, oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. In the film, Elton mentions that his full name is Elton Hercules John. The film makes out that he chose John as a surname because of John Lennon picture, but in reality, he chose John because he was a fan of the singer Long John Baldry. The Hercules part of his name came later when he decided upon it whilst watching the British TV series Steptoe and Son, uh, where the name of Steptoe's horse was Hercules. So that's all my notes I have for this. Uh, I guess I'll start and we'll end with Paul because uh, you may find it the uh, best. I don't know. We'll see. The bet. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. I Okay, so first of all, let me I'm say... I'm being impressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know some of those scenes in this movie you really, really liked. <laughs> You're so horrible. <laughs> uh, my thoughts. I think this is a first-run movie. I had a blast with this movie. It was so good. Now, unlike Aladdin, everyone who had who sang in this movie could sing, and they did a heck of a job doing so, uh, with the exception, of course, just yes. like Grace Showman, you have a kid, and, and this one's no different. You have a kid singing, which is not one of my... I, I don't like it. You know, if I wanted to hear a high-pitched cover... I'd go watch Elvin and Chipmunks or something like that. I, I know. You hate John. Right. Oh. <laughs> and I, I love Saturday Night. It's all right for fighting. It's one of my favorite Elton John songs yeah. ever. And that kid just, oh, yeah, they don't, you know, murdered they, it. Other than that, man, so good. So good. I, I, the music was really well done. Now, this is a very stylized summary of his life. Obviously, if you're looking for like real detailed uh, how he grew up and did, a, uh, this is not it because this is all very stylized. And you know, he's floating in parts. And, you know, it's just, it's all very... Um, one-dimensional? Eh, maybe, maybe one-dimensional. I don't know. It's just a very stylized portrayal of how he grew up. Like, it, it seems very simplistic, and uh, yeah, it doesn't really get into the heart of anything, really. I mean, it's very... Uh, no, it seemed like it was trying to be as complimentary as possible. Yes. Yeah. At all times. Yes. Yeah, 100%. There's no question of that. I mean, there was... There's, there's nothing at all other like it's very much like uh what's that awful movie we saw paul netflix the uh dirt dirt <laughs> yeah <laughs> you could tell the band you know helped write this <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> same type of thing it was very complimentary of everything yeah and whenever i see a movie where there's a lot of evil people whose motivation are hard to understand i always think yeah, that's you're just... not telling me everything. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like to one, when you have a lot of one-dimensional, like yeah, like hmm. evil boyfriends and evil parents, you're like, yeah, I'm uh, kind of skeptical a little bit. I don't yeah. know. Because yeah, that's yeah, what they almost changed the boyfriend's name to Snidely McEvil for part of the movie, <laughs> <laughs> and give him one of those pencil mustaches yeah. he could twirl in his fingers while he talked to Elton John. Oh, and the, and a dad. Wow. You could not make that character any more unlikable. <laughs> right. And, 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 and yet it seems like there's such an easy explanation that, that the truth is, is that, you know, he was just a regular loving and that Elton John thought his father should be falling all over him. Yeah. That's what, you know, that's what you kind of take away that, oh, he didn't love me enough. He loves his other kids. And then you're like, okay, that yeah. just seems like a sniveling. I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm being too hard, but not being there. You don't know. Right. You don't know what. Yes. I mean, the fact that. He had him like when he came back later when he was famous and he's like, oh, sign my record. And he's like, oh, OK. No, no, not to me, to my my co-worker. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, oh, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, why would you want your own kid's autograph? I mean, yeah. that's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, he's my son. I want your autograph. That's retarded. I mean, yeah, yeah. the amount of ego it would take for Elton John to think his dad wants his autograph. <laughs> I mean, how is that even possible? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of. Uh, one-sidedness on in this film no question uh maybe once uh you know the you know unauthorized the unauthorized the unauthorized version, yeah. elton john story yeah, yeah. we're gonna have oh we're gonna have another movie oh well i don't no, no i'm saying what i probably when once he dies they'll have an unauthorized one that tells like more of two-sided or maybe the other side where the dad's like i just want to love you son and elton's like no yeah <laughs> <laughs> i want to play piano <laughs> i hate you dad and runs away <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought it was very interesting. The one thing I did find interesting, and I guess it's pretty much true, is how he could just pick up music by ear. I mean, 
I have always you hear it once and just reproduce it. It's just I've always find it so fascinating. And, and if like when he went to that school and like uh, the teacher was like, oh, just show me, you know, play something, you know, see where you are, and he played what she was playing as he walked in, and he stopped in mid note because that's where she stopped. I mean, if that's true, wow, that's amazing. Like, well, I mean, stuff like that. I mean, there are people, and uh, yes. so many musicians have that. There's actually a, a what is it? There's a medical condition because apparently a lot of musicians actually there's a condition they hear a note and they see a color, right? Because their auditory affects their vision. Oh, okay. And like Pharrell has it because I just saw a thing with him there because that's something in the water festival happened here in yes. at the beach yep. a couple weeks ago. Well, there's a thing with Pharrell as he was talking about it and he just thought it was normal that when he hears music, he sees colors that pertain to each note. Interesting. So he puts music together. He just puts together something that looks nice to him. Huh? And they, you know, their brain is wired just completely different from the rest of us. Yeah. So that, you know, like Elton John, he hears something goes, oh, yeah, I can do that because it's just, and, and I'm totally pretty, wired different. And I'm pretty sure our, our previous gay superstar of the 60s, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody movie, was the same thing, right? I mean, Freddie Mercury had that too, that ability to. Yeah. I mean, these people are just, they're literally wired totally different from the rest of us. And they're just, they're, you know, it just makes a musical geniuses just by birth, which is. Yeah, it's crazy. Which really sucks because I spent years attempting to learn how to play music and I just sucked. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and, yeah. The whole, <laughs> and like, I'm jealous. Learning those steps and I, it, I, I, you just don't, I just don't get it. You know, you have to learn the steps between the, when you hear it played and we did that in the school and it, it never stuck. I never yeah, God, yeah, I spent so many hours playing scales trying to learn how to hear it. And I, I had a friend that could just, like, hear something and go, oh, okay, and he just play it. And, like, yeah, yep. so annoying. You got it or you don't. Another thing I found interesting about this movie was that uh, he didn't write his own uh, words. I had no idea he had a writer, and he just, like, took the words and made music out of it. That was very interesting, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, but it did make me wonder, and I, I kind of was aware of that. Did, did he write? Did he write the lyrics to uh, the Lion King, or did did his did Bernie? I kind of wondered that. Yeah, I have he, no idea. Yeah. Right, because he did the Lion King, right? I don't know who got credit for writing that. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I, I thought maybe you, as a Disney fanboy, would well, know. I that, know. Well, he. I, I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's not really. He's kind of a faux uh, Disney yeah, fanboy. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. He's kind of like on their their bronze plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, I'd say it's the first run. I absolutely loved this movie. I, I I walked out thinking, yep, now that's how you do a musical right there. Not Aladdin where half the staff can't sing. Everyone can sing. They did a good job. Uh, good to see Rob Stark, you know, acting again. Joe, what do you say next? I didn't really care for it. Really? Oh, this is interesting. I mean, I, I left Bohemian Rhapsody. Just like I, the minute Bohemian Rhapsody ended, I wanted to go back in. Huh. And see it again. All right. And this movie, I don't care if I ever see that for the rest of my life. Really? And had I left early, I would have been fine. I stayed because, you know, you're there, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if I could have left halfway through and been fine. Huh. I didn't. I don't. I don't like how they stylized it. I, you know, they used, you know, especially like the end, they switched, they pulled in that 1980s music video and they just, they just upscaled the old footage and it just looked like shit. <laughs> yeah okay um and i didn't really like how they stylized the story right i mean it just didn't come off as anything real like no. bohemian rhapsody i knew it wasn't the true story yeah. but it felt hey this is a plausible story right yeah yeah you know i know it's being glossed over to protect you know freddie mercury's reputation but none of this story felt at all okay i mean it felt cheesy right it was like well this is like I, I just didn't think it was very well done. And I, I and honestly, and not, I, much, not much happened. I mean, not really. I mean, first right? albums, right? I mean, yeah. And I mean, that, and I've never been in a movie where the first, second, and third acts were so clearly defined. Because <laughs> I mean, you know, okay, hey, the end of the second act where everything is darkest and stuff like that. I mean, it, it, there's like a highlighter on the movie saying, we are at the end of the second act. It's about to pick up right now type of th I mean, it was like, I don't know. It just didn't feel like it was coherent and very smooth in the singing. I didn't like, which maybe what did it to me. Cause really? I love, they, they butchered some of my favorite songs. Oh, no way, man. I love Elton John music and I know he did all the singing for it. And I, 
Well, I like Elton. I'm sorry. Elton told him to sing it his own way, take make his own take on it, not sing it like Elton John. But oh, and I appreciate he that he did. He took his own take on it, and I mean that's you know what you would do as an artist, and I respect that from the artistic point of view. I just didn't personally like it. I I was there to see an Elton John story, and I wanted to hear Elton John when I'm seeing Elton John. I absolutely thought Taron Egerton was awesome. I, I thought he was really. I I loved him in, in this role uh, so much. I I. I I was capitated. Yeah, capitated. <laughs> well, then I was decapitated. I, I, I can understand. I can understand that, Tom. But you're wrong. <laughs> oh, no way. No way. All right. So wait a second. So Joe, what do you? What what rating do you have? I guess TV. Wow. I mean, I, I, this is this is the movie that made me think. You know, I kind of wish we just had a simple thumbs up, thumbs down, because I would just say thumbs down. Wow. I mean, I don't want to say don't watch it, but don't go out of your way in any way to see it. Wow. I didn't like it. Wow. TV. You didn't like him. Oh, okay. Wow. That is insane. All right. Well, that is amazing. All right. Well, Paul, I have no idea. We've got TV and we got first run. <laughs> I didn't find his life particularly um, fascinating, I guess. I, 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 I don't know why. It, yeah, it's hard. It's hard not to compare it to. Bohemian Rhapsody, and to say, you know, who? who uh, I feel like there was a lot of villainization that, that just jarred me wrong. Like, okay, well, what aren't you telling us? Even, even the one scene where his live-in boyfriend he comes out and some things are happening. Yeah, and yeah. I thought, yeah, but it doesn't sound like I'm, I. I kind of doubt that you, Elton John hadn't done the same thing right i mean it, it kind of seemed like it was like a, a character assassination that wasn't you know wasn't showing just assuming heteronormative values right i i don't know but if see, that makes you, any sense yeah, you guys are saying that you know the, the whole one-sided and yeah blah 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 and that's why you didn't like it however i think it that was okay for me because of the way the stylization of the movie the fact that it was like the whole movie was just over the top and weird so it did that fit in like if it was trying to tell a realistic type story, then yes, I, I agree where the, the one sided characterizations would have been off putting. But the fact that it was clearly not like it just what this was not something that you would like. <laughs> this is not a bibliography about his life. This is just, yeah, but a, I mean, it was so far over. I mean, it was like a Mel Gibson take on history, right? <laughs> yes, but I know, but because it was that you could sit back and just enjoy it for what it was in the music I like Elton John music too, so that's why I enjoyed watching this movie. It just—it was nice. I love Elton John music. I, in fact, uh, "I Want Love" is one of my favorite songs, like of all time. That you know, the, no. the one, and they ended up singing it at the beginning. "I Want Love," you know that song. That you know, "I Want Love," but it's impossible. You know that song. Mm. A man like me. Robert Robert Downey Jr.'s in the video, right? He no, uh, no. Uh, uh, I don't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> they sang it. They sang it during Rocket right. Man. They sang. Right. They, his parents sang it. There's a couple. Oh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the very first. Yeah, song. I want love, but it's impossible. Yeah. That, that, that song. Now there okay. was a couple songs they sang that I did not know, and that was one of them. Oh, okay. But All I right. still enjoyed it. I mean, I, I, and I love those songs. And, and it's not that it was bad. I mean, I, I liked the music. I just, I, I just didn't find it all that exciting. I, I don't think I ever felt like Elton John was really in danger of ending up in the ditch, like you know. Uh, <laughs> it just doesn't strike me as. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's never been so positive a take on, on suicidal drug addiction. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I guess okay, Alton, you'll you'll come through. Yeah, it'll, it'll be. It'll we'll be we'll just sing those blues away. It'll be okay, everyone. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it was okay. I, I I'd give it a stream. A stream. I mean, I, I really just I, compared to Bohemian Rhapsody, you come out thinking, eh, you know, whereas like. Bohemian Rhapsody was like you were hyped up when you came out of it, and I just, yeah, I, I can't help but compare those two because it's a different movie though. I mean, it's not the same. I thing. know it's possible, but just like you're jaded by everything Disney. <laughs> maybe. I'm I mean, maybe it's just that the Bohemian Rhapsody is so new, right? We just saw it, and, and honestly, and maybe I'm wrong, but I always thought that Bohemian Rhapsody, that Freddie Mercury was the more inventive and creative of an artist than Elton John. You know what I mean? And I love Elton John's music. I just don't see the innovation and the the influence on other people that you see with 
Freddie Mercury. So his music's not quite as hard hitting for me, maybe. Yeah, it's not the groundbreaking stuff because, you know, Queen did so many new things at so many times, right? Yeah, yeah. So. See, yeah, the problem is the Elton John story, at least the story they told, like you said, isn't interesting enough to tell a straightforward story like Bohemian Rhapsody. So they have yeah. to go into a fantastical style, like amusing of it, and, you know, where he's floating. It's all very. Uh, you know, high concept. So, and I thought I thought they pulled that off really well. <laughs> I, but but I, I think to it. tell the tell the actual story to me, if you want to really tell a story that's going to grip me and bring me into the story, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to you know wait till John dies and say yeah. some of that negative stuff because there's no possible way you can have that many addictions and be just this lovable nice guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he wasn't wronged his whole life. But that's yeah, what you got. They, I think they told the story the best way they could. Yeah, I liked it. I, I had a ball. And well, I, no, I mean, and, and maybe you have a point in that Elton John's life, that's about the best you can get out of it. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, as a movie, it still does it just doesn't seem as as powerful. And, and it, maybe I would have given it a higher one if I hadn't seen mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody. Maybe if, if it had been a little bit longer and I didn't want to compare it to that, you know, mm-hmm. the same, that maybe that would have changed my mind. But it just seemed kind of dull in some ways yeah and i think maybe if they had gone deeper into the, his decay then you know the, all the stuff he's done I mean, because he's had an amazing life and he's done wonderful things for many people right i mean they those are flashes at the end of all the charities and everything he's done with his life yeah yeah which would which would be a lot more meaningful if he wasn't just this lovable tramp his whole life <laughs> yeah. hey you went to the bottom and you came back and did all this wonderful stuff as opposed to this was you know he just had a bad a bad moment on a diving board <laughs> all right well there you go so we got first run by me joe was a tv and paul was a stream wow what a diverse group of uh, ratings we have here well i think that'll wrap up this episode so i'd like to thank joe and paul once again for joining me and until next time that's a wrap 